This special Independence Day episode is a follow-up to an episode I released last year entitled The Founding Fathers on Religion, in their own words. This year I've decided to shift my focus onto the religiosity of George Washington in particular. Trying to pin down the exact nature of George Washington's religious worldview is a bit of a challenge. On the one hand, he had a lifelong affiliation with the Anglican Church, although reorganized and rebranded the Episcopal Church following the Revolution due to associations with England and the monarchy. He even served as a vestryman and church warden. On the other hand, he's been characterized by some as having had deistic leanings. And there's a famous anecdote about how, after being admonished by the rector of St. Peter's Episcopal Church in Philadelphia for his habit of leaving before communion, Washington, in response, simply stopped attending that particular church on communion Sundays. In fairness, leaving before communion may not have been an uncommon practice for the day, and deism, the belief in a deity who creates a kind of clockwork universe but doesn't necessarily interfere in human affairs, would have been compatible with the Episcopalianism of Washington's time. Others posit that Washington may have been a theistic rationalist. Theistic rationalists believed in God and the intercessory power of prayer, but rejected certain key aspects of Christian dogma, such as the virgin birth, original sin, the trinity, and even as shocking as it might sound, the idea of the divinity of Christ itself. Another habit that seems to lead some to suspect that Washington was a deist or theistic rationalist is that he seems to have preferred using generic words like God and providence, and is said to have rarely used the words Jesus or Christ specifically. The most famous exception involves a letter addressed to a delegation of Native Americans, but some historians and biographers believe the letter was written by an aide and not Washington himself. Adding further to the confusion is the counter-argument that it may not have been uncommon for Episcopalians of the day to refrain to some extent from directly invoking the name of Jesus or Christ. Whatever Washington's personal religious convictions may have been, he seems to have believed that religion was a kind of social good. In his 1796 farewell address written by Alexander Hamilton, he says, Of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. And yet he rejected another line written by Hamilton, perhaps because it struck too strong of a religious tone. Does it, national morality, not require the aid of a generally received and divinely authoritative religion? An early proponent of freedom of religion, Washington seems to have possessed a very enlightened, ecumenical or pluralistic attitude. He denounced anti-Catholic sentiment among his men, in one case specifically ordering his troops not to burn the Pope in effigy during Guy Fawkes Night celebrations. He even attended Catholic services himself at times. In fact, Washington seems to have been in the habit of attending the services of various denominations. His religious tolerance wasn't limited to Christians. He wrote the following to a Hebrew congregation in Rhode Island. May the children of the stock of Abraham who dwell in this land continue to merit and enjoy the goodwill of the other inhabitants, while everyone shall sit in safety under his own vine and fig tree, and there shall be none to make him afraid. 
In Alan Brooks' Moral Minority, Our Skeptical Founding Fathers, he claims that Washington, in his correspondence to young people, including his own adopted children, urged them towards truth, character, and morality, but said very little about religion. There are prayers said to have been composed by Washington, but apparently they are highly edited. A prayer book supposedly authored by Washington was rejected by an editor of the Washington Papers as well as the Smithsonian due to lack of authenticity. But perhaps it's best to let the man speak for himself. Here's a montage of Washington quotes from last year's special. Of all the animosities which have existed among mankind, those which are caused by difference of sentiments in religion appear to be the most inveterate and distressing, and ought most to be deprecated. I was in hopes that the enlightened and liberal policy which marked the present age would at least have reconciled Christians of every denomination, so far as we should, never again see the religious disputes carried to such a pitch as to endanger the peace of society. George Washington, Letter to Edward Newenham, October 20th, 1792. There is nothing which can better deserve our patronage than the promotion of science and literature. Knowledge is in every country the surest basis of public happiness. George Washington, addressed to Congress, January 8, 1790. Religious controversies are always productive of more acrimony and irreconcilable hatreds than those which spring from any other cause. George Washington, letter to Sir Edward Newenham. June 22, 1792. The path of true piety is so plain as to require but little political direction. George Washington, 1789, responding to clergy complaints that the Constitution lacked mention of Jesus Christ. From the Godless Constitution, The Case Against Religious Correctness by Isaac Kramnik and R. Lawrence Moore. If there are good workmen, they may be from Asia, Africa, or Europe, they may be Mohammedans, Jews, Christians of any sect, or they may be atheists. George Washington to Tench Tigman, March 24, 1784, when asked what type of workmen to get for Mount Vernon, the Washington Papers, edited by Saul Padover. To give opinions unsupported by reason might appear dogmatical. George Washington to Alexander Spotswood, November 22, 1798, from the Washington Papers. I beg you, be persuaded that no one would be more zealous than myself to establish effectual barriers against the horrors of spiritual tyranny and every species of religious persecution. George Washington to the United Baptist Churches of Virginia, May 1789, from the Washington Papers, edited by Saul Padova. Thanks for listening to the special Independence Day episode of The Weekend Out.